Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we're going to focus in on a couple of verses from our gospel reading from Matthew chapter 5, from 14 to 16 in particular, the section about the light. Jesus says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And I want to talk about this sort of idea, this challenge even, of letting your light shine. Letting your light shine. We all kind of understand societally what this means. It's very metaphorical, right? Um, I don't think many of you guys are bioluminescent, are you? Like, have light coming off of you? I'm sure there's probably some medical condition where that's the case, but it's probably pretty rare for the most part. So most of us, when we start talking about light coming from us or from others, we're not talking in literal terms. We're kind of using a metaphor, right? And, and, but we kind of still understand what it means to have light come from us, right? It's, we use that kind of language, right, that they're a bright personality or that they are an enlightened individual or that they are able to brighten up someone's day or make someone uh, aglow when they walk into the room, right? Uh, so that, that we all get the idea that there's something metaphorical, but we still comprehend what it means to have a light that shines from within us. One of the questions we need to think about, though, is when we start using this kind of language, let's be specific about this and say what we mean. Because a lot of people who have a, a good intention will say things like this. They'll say stuff like, shine your light, right? Or, or to, uh, to let your light shine, or to be bright, shine bright like a diamond, right? That, this kind of idea that we're all meant to stick out in a, in a crowd. We're all meant to be, uh, let, let the thing that, that is within us that's intrinsically valuable about us come out into the world, right? You, you have self-help books, and you've got sort of this new age spirituality, this sort of pseudo-Buddhist, semi Hindu, Eastern, generic, kind of lovey-dovey, therapeutic nonsense that comes out on Oprah and other daytime talk shows that you can find when you walk down the spirituality aisle at the Barnes & Noble, right? There's this idea in a lot of this language about a light shining from within you. And it's, it's a nice sentiment, but it's not really what the world is actually like. For, for many of us, though, we still acknowledge there's something about that image of a light that's, that's true, and we see that today in our text, right? Jesus even says, let your light shine, because you are the light. So apparently, Jesus has this sort of mentality about light from within us. But when he says it, he means something a little different. And that's what we're going to talk about today. What is the difference between what sort of our, our sort of <coughs> con context of that pseudo 
sort of therapeutic, semi-deist, semi-divine kind of nonsense, light from within, and what God actually means, what Jesus actually means when he says that you do have a light within you. You do have a light to shine into the world. So how do we determine which light to shine? How do we know what light it is we're shining? Well, we shine in the light of the world. That's what Jesus' message is to us. You are the light of the world. So who is the light of the world? Well, this presents an interesting conundrum because in the Gospel of John, in chapter 8, Jesus says these words. Then Jesus spoke again to the people and he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever believes or whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but have the light of life. Okay, so Jesus says, I am the light of the world. But then we have the verse today that says, and you'll notice it's in red, so Jesus says this too, you are the light of the world. So what's going on here? Is Jesus confused? Is he lying? Is he painting a picture that, that we are somehow equal to him in some kind of way and we're both equally the light? Not really. Instead, this is where the sort of crux of this matter is. We have to sort of figure out what it is Jesus is saying. He's not speaking out of two corners of his mouth. He knows exactly what he's trying to say in these gospel accounts. And both are equally true because Jesus does not lie. He does not try to confuse us. He does not send us into a, a chaos of our own uh, sort of idea of who we are. Instead, he wants us to be clear of who he is and who we are. So let's think about this not, not metaphorically. That we're not a metaphorical light. Let's talk about the actual physical, tangible light of the world. So what is the light of the world? What's outside right now? The sun is in the sky, right? And it's a beautiful day today, so God sent us a wonderful message of, here, Scott, have this example to use in your sermon today. It's a beautiful, sunshiny day. The world is full of light today, right? It's a beautiful day. And we get to enjoy it, right? The, the, the physical, actual light of the world is the sun in the sky. And even the artificial lights we have in here, you can, you, if you trace back the supply chain all the way back to where the very beginning of the energy came from that provides the electricity which power these lights, you can pretty much inevitably take it back to the sun. So basically all the light that we have access to in this world comes from the sun. It's the light of the world. It's quite clear. But then what do you do with this? Is the sun the only light of the world? At nighttime, it gets dark. Then what's the brightest light in the sky? It's the moon, right? And if you want another example of this, last night we had the most beautiful, massive, I don't know if it was technically a full moon, but man, it might as well have been because it was bright outside, man. If any of you guys went outside, you could have gone down to the mailbox and opened up your mail and read it under the light of the moon. It was so bright. And this morning, as I left a little early to get here for church, I noticed that the moon was in the sky, and man, it was bright. It, at 5.30 this morning, it explains why my son Wyatt was awake, because he was ready for the day to begin, like it was daytime out, even though it was just the moon. It was bright, man. And that brightness is a light for the world. 
during that season of the dark night, of that season of darkness where we have to, to get from, from sunset to daybreak, there is a light which has been given to the world, and it is the moon. So, is there one light of the world? Or is there two? There, there are actually two lights of the world, right? And it's the same thing going back to our metaphor. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And then he looks at you and me and he says, you are the light of the world. So in this metaphor, who, what exactly is going on? Well, Jesus is saying, I'm the one that's the source of the light. I'm the sun. Get it? The S-O-N. And you are the moon. And that's not a fat joke. I'm using this analogy, you are the moon. You are the one who reflects the, the light of the sun back into the world. So how does this, the moon shine its light? Well, the moon reflects light from the sun. And we can see the moon because light from the sun bounces off of the moon and lights the earth. And so we've got to think of ourselves in this metaphor as the moon, right? We are a light for the world, but where does the source of our light come from? Well, it comes from the sun, the S-O-N. And we reflect the light of the sun into these dark places, into the dark night of this broken and sinful world. So let's think about this then. How do we shine our light? Well, we reflect light from the sun, the S-O-N, and people can see our light because light from the sun bounces off of us and goes out into the lives of others. So just like the moon shines the light into the darkness, we shine our light, light from the S-O-N sun, into the darkness of people's lives. Into the darkness of this bit broken and sinful world all around us. So think about that for a second. We are the light of the world. That comes with some pretty awesome responsibility. If this world truly is a dark place, the sun, the S-U-N, lights up the earth. The sun, S-O-N, lights up the earth. But during this dark season we're in, the light that this earth gets comes from the reflection off of us. People come to know the light from the S-O-N sun through what is reflected off of us. That's a big responsibility. You'll notice in verse 16 of our lesson, it doesn't say that Jesus says, and so if you get around to it, why don't you try reflecting a little bit of my light? If you get around to it, might consider letting your light shine from time to time so people can, you know, know that there's some light out there in the world. It's a command. Let your light shine. He gives it to your peop- to us, his people, his disciples, his followers. Let your light shine. It's an important sort of command, an exhortation from Jesus, the light himself, the source of light, who uses us, created us to be reflectors of that light into the dark world. And this reminds me a little bit of a a poem that I read, and it's by a lady named Marion Williamson. Maybe some of you all are familiar with this. It's not a person I would advocate you go out and buy all of her books, because a lot of her books would be found in that same spirituality section in the Barnes & Noble. She goes on the Oprah Winfrey show and talks about her spiritual enlightenment, and she uses language like light and brightness and all kinds of things to talk about that sort of intrinsic inward light that's within you. And 
you know, more power to her, I guess, but I think the message of Christ's light shining as a reflection off of us is a much more compelling message for the darkness of this world. But I'm going to read a portion of a book that she wrote that's sort of like a poem or like a a little uh, sort of uh, analogy, if you will, that I think we can sort of redeem with this new image of light and how we are the moon who reflects the light. And that exhortation or command of Jesus to let your light shine. This poem is sort of meant to be inspirational and, and let people, give them permission to be the, the true, uh, you know, stars, snowflakes, whatever you want to call it that they really are. But I think we can redeem this poem by bringing actual sound doctrine of Christianity into this poem to some degree. So I'm going to read it. <clears throat> I want you to follow along and think about what we've talked about so far. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that others won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we consciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And so to put a sort of Christian influence or twist on this, I think it's important that we acknowledge many of us are walking around afraid of our own light. Many of us are walking around afraid to showcase who God made us to be and who who his transforming light has reflected off of us to show us to be. As Lutherans, we love to sort of avoid being in the front and center of things. We don't like to, to show our light by serving others in, in open and, and forthright ways because we're afraid it puts too much of a spotlight on us. We know that it's bad. We don't want to be pharisaical, right? We don't want to put ourselves in a position where we're like that that man who was praying, God, thank you for how good I am. But in reality, we're actually doing a disservice because we are rejecting the responsibility to let our light shine. If we try to shine the own, our own intrinsic light from within, that is wrong. That light within us, if there is anything even to be found from within us, it's not like a, a light that radiates and shines and gives hope to the world. It's more like a like a black light that casts uh, its blue light into the darkness and then shows all the, the nasty, gritty, grimy stuff, right? They use it at crime scenes to find all of the like blood and other things I don't want to mention in a sermon, right, around a crime scene. So a, a black light does not do much to give hope to the world. What it does is it just shows the reality of the darkness all around us. 
And that's what our quote-unquote light from within does. But there's, there's a greater light. It's a light which is not internal, it's external. It bounces off of us and it shines to others. This is what Jesus was talking about in this, this parable of sorts that he gives in his Sermon on the Mount. He says that it's just like a town up on a hill. Now, you've got to kind of paint a picture in your mind, but imagine it is a dark night, right? It's a cloudy night, so there's no stars, there's no moon in the sky. It's pretty, bl- pretty pitch, pitch black. And there's a traveler who's on this path that's wa- wa- uh, weaving and winding through the wilderness on the way to the town in the distance. And the, the traveler knows the day has gotten late and finally the sun is set. He meant to get there while it was still light out. But he's in trouble now because he's in the dark and it's a dark night. And if he, if he wanders away from the path, he's going to find himself adrift in the wilderness. But in the far away distance, there's a, a little light. And it's brilliant in the darkness. It's set apart. And it's, and it's shining brightly. And it's the town. And it's not the town itself that is shining the light. It's all the individual lights within the town. The lamp that's in the person's home. The lantern that the, the guard soldier is carrying around to do his nightly watch. Maybe there's a, a fire in the middle of the town square or lanterns or lamps to, to light up the marketplaces and the street corners. And that town, even though it's not intending to make the light, it has light emanating from it. And for that weary traveler on the road in the middle of a pitch black night, that light is the sole hope that he has to get to that light before he gets lost. That's who we are in this dark world. The light is not ourselves, it is simply a product of what Christ has made us to be. It's a product of who we are as his people. The other analogy he gives is not, not a, a town on a hill, but a lamp that is lit in a dark room. The doors are all closed, the windows are down, it's really dark, and someone strikes a match, lights the lamp. The question is, does he then immediately cover it up, or does he let the light fill up and flood the room with its light? That's what he does. The, you'll notice that the, the one who gives light to the lamp is not the lamp itself, but rather the one who lights it and puts oil into it and then sets it on the stand. And so we are like the lamp. We are the ones that are emanating the light, but the light does not find its source within us. It finds it from outside. And so that is exactly who we are as the people of God. We are those who are called to let our light shine. It's not a suggestion. It's not an opportunity. It is a command from the source of all light, the sun. He calls on us to be little moons, reflecting his light into this dark world. And we better do it. His exhortation is given in verse 16 of our gospel reading where he says, In the same way, let your light shine before others. For what purpose? So that we can be shiny and bright and brilliant and everyone can look at us? No. The reason we do it is so that others may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. 
When we look at the moon, we see the, the radiance of its light, but we don't give honor to the moon for that light. We give honor to the sun. It's the same thing with us. When others in this dark world see the light reflecting off of us, we don't take credit for it. We point them back to the source of that light, the sun. And so instead of trying to shut ourselves down and restrict our light, we should let our light shine so that as many as possible can see it and find its source not with ourselves and certainly not within themselves, but see the true source of that light as it really is, a light from the sun. So let your light shine. Amen. Let's pray. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for today, this beautiful, sunshiny day as a remembrance that you are the source of light. We pray that you will call us to take seriously that responsibility to let our light shine, that we might love and serve our neighbor, that we might be found in the dark places of the world reflecting the love and the light of your word, your son, Jesus Christ. God, I thank you for these individuals here today who are taking seriously that calling, that they will put it into practice in their lives in the weeks and the months ahead. But we pray your Holy Spirit would be with us to equip us to be that reflection of your glorious light. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.